0: Hello, welcome to Time in the Studio. This is a nourishing space for creatives and plant people. And if you're new here, hello. I'm Sarah Marie Miller. I'm an artist, herbalist, and postpartum doula. And just a quick update, I just hosted a really fun drawing workshop um, about intuitive botanical illustration. And it was such a blast. And I am doing a bunch more art and herbal workshops this year. Some are going to be online, so you could be anywhere in the world, and some will be in person in Boulder, Colorado. So um, be sure to sign up for my newsletter if you want any updates about that and want to stay in the loop. And if you're interested in having me host a workshop, you can also reach out to me on my website. It's www.adazea.com. That's A-I-D-A-Z-E-A dot And we have a spicy, enticing episode for you today. I got a chance to talk with my dear friend, Andrea, Andrea Isabella Gomez, and we got to discuss erotic herbalism and her recent class on Erotica Botanica, as well as the upcoming festival Boco Flamenco. She is a flamenco dancer and is hosting the first ever flamenco festival in Boulder, Colorado, bringing... Uh, dancers from all over the world to Boulder, Colorado to dance flamenco and teach workshops, and it's going to be so much fun. And it was such a blast to hear more about that with her. Uh, A little heads up, some of our parts of this conversation get a little bit spicy, so it may not be appropriate for little ears. So you may want headphones or to listen at a time when that is a little more conducive. Um, so yeah, oh my gosh, this chat, we dive into adding more spice into your sex life, enhancing fertility and virility, dance moves for healing your pelvis at any time, and some specific suggestions, especially for postpartum pelvic care. And, oh, it was just so much fun to talk with Andrea and to hear more about her journey. A little brief bio about her. Uh, Andrea Isabella Gomez is a certified clinical herbalist and a dancer. She's the chair and executive director at Boco Flamenco. It's a 501c3 whose mission is to enrich the culture of Boulder, Colorado through flamenco music and dance. Boco Flamenco will be celebrating the first edition of its International Flamenco Festival this April of 2023. She's an herbalist at Rebecca's Apothecary where she is passionate about discussing and dispensing herbs for erotica botanica and reproductive wellness and everything motherhood. Oh oh my gosh, such a treat to have her here today and thank you so much for listening. Um, You can also be sure to check out Boco Flamenco on Instagram and you can connect with me on Instagram at time in the studio podcast. If you get something fun out of this chat, please be sure to share it with a friend. You can also, um, like, uh, follow, leave a rating or review. Yes. Okay. Thanks for being here. Let's get into it. Cha-cha-cha. Or I should say, ole! Ole! I am so excited today. I get to connect with my friend, Andrea Isabella Gomez, and she is an incredible herbalist and dancer. She teaches flamenco and she's helping to coordinate this incredible flamenco festival here in Boulder, Colorado, coming up at the beginning of April. She also recently taught a class about erotica botanica and She's a mother and so I just was really excited to talk to her about that experience of giving birth to children and also birthing projects and just passion and the idea of passion and the way that plants can fuel us in our creative endeavors and in our bodies to just get excited about life and to bring in a little bit more passion and zest and eroticism into our lives and so thank you so much Andrea for being here today and making time to talk
1: oh my goodness thank you Samarie it's so such an honor to be here this is my actually my first ever interview so I'm oh. just oh, I'm so excited I'm so happy it's with you and on my favorite topics it's like feels so juicy so I'm just like let's go I can't wait <laughs>
0: yeah I know. So excited. I'm curious what brought you into herbalism. It's always interesting to know a little bit more about like, what brought you into the plant path? Because I know for many people, it's kind of a wandering, wandering path. And so I'm always curious, like, how did the plants captivate you and seduce you into working with them?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, how did I find the doorway? You know, like it's, mm-hmm. I, I totally agree that it, it can be a process of like, you know like discovery and self-discovery and even hardships so yeah for me personally I was I got put on birth control when I was like 17 or birth control pills you know when I was like yeah 16 or 17 I think really young Same here really mm-hmm. wow. yeah yeah isn't that insane
0: it's it's a little wild yeah it's-
1: Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, it was, it was to regulate my, my period, you know, Mm
0: -hmm. also I I
1: took, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't upset about the benefits, like the birth control benefits either. I wasn't complaining (laughs) about that, (laughs) but, (laughs) but then after years, I just kind of was like, Hey, am I going to need to take this pill all the time to, in order to get my period, my period, you know, it wasn't, looking back, it wasn't even a period, you know, I was actually Mm -hmm. suppressing my ovulation, but you know, and I didn't want to rely on, I just didn't want to rely on this pill. And so I got off of it and I actually ended up having a miscarriage that I didn't even realize I was pregnant when I was like 20, 20, when I was 20 mm-hmm. and just yeah, because I wasn't aware of my cycle and I just like irresponsibly like got off of it, but because I wanted to take responsibility, but didn't have the tools to, to fully embody that awareness, that fertility awareness. So yeah, it's, it was kind of my path in herbalism pretty much started because of that. Because after I was like, I wanted to figure out a way to, to get my period regularly, like to bleed regularly and just get to know my body. And yeah, herbs were just like the gateway. I mean, yeah, it, they were the gateway for me to self-discovery.
0: So beautiful, yeah. I think it's so interesting to think of how many people are put on birth control as a way of regulating cycles. When really, if that's the purpose for initiating that, we could be working with plants to balance things in a much more harmonious way. So it's it's an interesting dynamic, and that's so beautiful to just to be called into the plants and working with them more yeah how did you how did you ever like hear about or discover was there a person who kind of led you into this path or what initiated that
1: yeah so I moved to Colorado to study natural medicine and I was actually finishing up my my bachelor's my associates actually first at Front Range Community College and I was yeah I was in like the hallways and I saw this like you know in this very like conventional educational setting and I see this red-haired woman with like just barefoot in the you know student lounge with this beautiful skirt and I was just like so magnetized like what are you doing here like just you know, totally in her, in her wild spirit there <laughs> at the, you know, mm. at the, the college. And she was get she was finishing up her, her anatomy and physiology credits for, to become a, a doula or a midwife actually. Oh, oh
0: cool. Yeah.
1: And she had just graduated from Colorado, from North American Institute of Medical Herbalism. So she said, you know, yeah, I was I studied there. And then she actually took me to Rebecca's to the shop. Oh,
0: to get cool. some herb
1: for my for to my for my cycle, and I, as soon as I walked in, I'm like, this is it. Like, like the apothecary just, oh, like awoke in me this this desire and longing, and like at the same time, I felt at home. Mm. So, yeah, I said, how? What do I need to do to like? to 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 learn about this and to know how to like you know properly use all of this and essentially to work there you know too like I mm-hmm. it was part of me that wanted to just like be pouring the herbs and mixing them and I just was like so drawn to it and they're like well you need to be a certified herbalist and then I found out about the herbalism school there and so yeah oh. I yeah I studied there and I took a little breather I did my fundamentals with Paul, his last year teaching at the um, NAIMH. And then, you know, I took a sabbatical to go dance, flamenco in Spain. Oh, to do, amazing. you know, I to like get out because it just felt really heady. When yeah. we started talking about diabetes, I was like, okay, this, I, I had pictured myself like in the woods, you know, like, and I, and I just couldn't grasp how important it is to actually, you know, know, like understand understand like the pathology that's so prevalent in our in our society and 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 also like the nutritional aspect of it mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's I totally relate to that too like once I started at the Colorado School of Clinical Herbalism like I also envision like witchiness and Hogwarts yeah. and just like mixing yeah. things and casting spells and it's like yeah. so scientific yeah. and yes. clinical and it's like reading PubMed papers and yes, exactly. diving into stuff I mean there it was a little bit of an element of magic but it was also so clinical yeah so yeah I can wait to oh
1: yeah, you know, yeah I mean and, and then and that part is so necessary that left brain mm-hmm. you know like to I feel like that's what when when you weave in like the left and the right are, are just like you know all these you know the science the the research based science into it, it 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 just gives it like it like it grounds it in this reality and and yeah I, it it gives us credibility too mm-hmm.
0: yeah and then we're able to meet people where they are because so many people are want the evidence they want the research they want to know why should I stop eating gluten or why should I drink nettle tea and so it's nice to be able to meet people there and You know, provide that information and also Mm -hmm. know from, you know, bringing in ancient traditions, bringing in our own intuition, our own experience. So it's like that weaving of the four directions of like, yes, yes, research, yes, our own experience, yes, other people's experience for thousands and thousands of years of working with the plants. And so weaving all of those things
1: together is exactly cool totally i'm i agree no i I went back to the herbalism school for my advanced program then uh, like a few years later because i realized like okay this is like what we're dealing with in the society is actually these things that you need to know like how they're gonna you know yeah it's just like understanding modern pathology too mm,
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. I'm curious about your sabbatical though. So you went to Spain to dance flamenco. I want to hear more about that. That is so incredible.
1: Yeah. I mean, since I was a little girl, I've been just, since I can remember, I mean, I remember I started ballet when I was little and I just cried and cried and cried after that class. I just, I, I, I begged my mom to take me out. It was just very like strict and I felt so like, you know, bound and, and rigid. And so she found another dance studio in Miami where I grew up that you know she the teacher taught flamenco she taught latin folkloric dances and african dances as well like afro-caribbean dances so it was like total opposite like it felt so like embodied and and the flamenco was just like what really captured me and and I stayed with it for my whole life and (sighs) Yeah. And as an adult, like as soon as I mean, after high school, I kind of let it go and I had like, this college experience and, you know, just move, you know, coming into my own and moved to L.A., moved to Boulder. And and then after finding, you know, grounding myself in this herbalism path, I felt like, OK, it's also time I need I can't forget this aspect of myself. And, you know, I'm a dancer and I, my passion is to move and the rhythm and flamenco. And so in boulder felt like such a desert for 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 flamenco i mean colorado i mean there's there was like it's like there was nothing you know Mm -hmm. so i said i'm gonna go straight to the source and i'm just gonna go so i moved to i was there for three months as long as i could be there and yeah then when i came back i i i finished the program the herbal program but yeah, I studied with some of the, with I mean, with some amazing, amazing teachers there. And so that's, I mean, essentially that's the point of the Flamenco Festivals, but we want to, we know we're bringing, we want to bring, we're bringing Flamenco here and enriching, you know, the Boulder culture.
0: Oh, it's so special and so important. I know when I moved here from New York, maybe six or seven years ago, I was, so I was in New York, we were doing like this boat tour or something but there was these two flamenco dancers on the boat and performing and I was like what is this this is amazing like it just totally captured my attention and imagination and I was like I need to learn to seductively stomp around like this (laughs) it's just like so fun and beautiful and just this divine feminine Pulse, like there, it was just so gorgeous. So I started taking flamenco in New York, and then I moved to Boulder, and I was like, "There's no flamenco here. Like, no. I want more flamenco." So when I met you, I was like, "Oh my god, Andrea, <laughs> you were like the yeah. flamenco <laughs> goddess!" Oh my goodness,
1: <laughs> yeah, like this is—it's just—I mean, I can see, I can see you and your fire, and I can see you like just embodying this art form. So. it totally makes sense that you would be so drawn to it too. And, you know, in New York, there's a lot of flamenco.
0: Yeah. It's so fun. It's just such an incredible way of moving. Like there's this, you know, kind of thinking of the element of ballet, like there is a little bit of a constriction to it, like an elegant precision. I guess, but then there's also this like fluidity that is different than ballet that I really loved. And thinking about dance and just the way that we move our bodies, I'm curious about the history of flamenco because I don't know very much about it. If there's anything there you want to share, it just feels like because it's not a partner dance in the same way that some partner dances are, Like, like it's a little bit more like women being in their bodies or people being in their bodies not necessarily dancing physically with another person but oftentimes it's more independent so I'm kind of curious if there's anything you want to share about that
1: oh yes I love it this is like this is my my passion topic like you know flamenco was born from it was it's a it's a ancient tradition that has so many cultural influences the gypsies have been traced back to india and you know because of the caste system in india they they left india and they some of them traveled you know west through africa and some of them traveled through went north to eastern and they traveled to eastern europe and they kept you know they were not it's like they were not accepted in in so many of the places that they would go to and like their lifestyle, so they kept, you know, moving onward and westward and westward until so they land. They landed in Andalusia, Spain, in the south of Spain. Mm-hmm. It's like they couldn't go any further. You know, it was like the Atlantic's mm-hmm. there, and it's just, and there, is this Spain was okay with having them there as long as they were also like working in the mines. So there was like a form of like it's almost the way like how blues was born from slavery, mm-hmm. uh, like you know, an evolution of suffering. Mm-hmm. And also to like maintain, you know, their, their collective soul, mm-hmm. you know? And so the in the mines, they were like in these like metal smiths, you know, like, uh, you know, as when they were working in the mines, like hammering with the, to the metal, they started creating rhythms and then they started singing and then the rhythms were born this way. And then they would take, when they would go home, they would take the song and the rhythm back to their family and to their neighborhoods and the women would, and the children would dance. And so it was born in this setting, but also with the influence that they brought from India, from Eastern Europe, from Africa. And also when, you know, the conquistadores came here to the, you know, to Cuba and to South America, they picked up rhythms here too, like, you know, Caribbean rhythms and like, brought it back to Spain too and then like rumba was born you know Mm -hmm. so it's like and there's so you know flamenco is like a tree of all these different branches of rhythms and you can trace each back each one back to like Africa or Cuba or you know
0: so that is so beautiful to know that it's like this kind of amalgamation of all these different places in the world and cultures and and you can feel it in watching it or seeing it or dancing like there is just this like kind of spiraling energy of just this combination of forces coming together and creative energies coming together and that's so interesting to know that about the mining too that was like kind of originated from that I could see how oftentimes in vagus nerves like stimulating our vagus nerve like soothing our nervous systems song and dance are two great ways to do that and so I could see like when a culture is traumatized or has to go through intense challenges like the way that to soothe is like sometimes song and dance and so I just wow. like something that came to me I was I like oh that's so that. interesting to think of like yeah da- song and dance as like healing our bodies and he- healing culture and like carrying culture forward too that's just so so
1: so beautiful what a way to tie like it in, to like bring the somatic aspect of it and like the you know just healing and and that this the backing like the science that backs why this also you know is so healing and cathartic yeah you know Vimenco is very cathartic I yeah I mean the setting in Andalusia and south of Spain was just right you know there was like the, the Moors and the Jews and the Catholics all were living in the same place like coexisting mm-hmm. and also in the south of Spain it was like the underbelly of Spain so almost like a little ghetto too and mm-hmm. so it was like almost has this like like in spanish is despecho you know like you know it's like it was like making fun of almost like of the of the aristocrats or you know it, it was it, yeah so bulerias is like comes from burla which is like to make fun so it's also like this you know has this like spicy aspect to it too um, and like oh, i in, like that yeah in relation to what you were saying about the what was it we were talking about the oh when I was in Spain you know I just one one of the contrasts that I've noticed like if you're at a restaurant here and someone starts like shouting or gets up and like makes a big show it's like everyone's like but in Spain when I was at a restaurant in Spain I remember this woman like she like shouted at her husband and she like stood up and then she did this like this little you know dance or she like did this like kind of like had her like dramatic little moment and everyone was like ole you know it was like (laughs) like yes yeah and it's just like an embracing of these like raw human emotions and there's Mm. it's so celebrated and it's like everyone in in the culture from the oldest member of the family to the youngest is all always like celebrated to like express themselves and express their emotion and move it you know
0: so that's what I want
1: to say on that yeah
0: (laughs) yeah that gives me chills I'm like what a different culture we would be if we like actually encouraged and like celebrated that that passion and that expression like feeling things in the moment because I feel like oftentimes maybe it's just my experience coming from North Dakota but it was like (laughs) emotions are like suppressed down like don't feel it just like suppress and so that idea of just like yeah having an argument and letting it be celebrated like you don't have to agree like love doesn't have to be always agreeing about things and so i love that like celebrating that passion and encouraging it in culture too that's so interesting
1: i love that that is beautiful i i feel like
0: i don't know this but i feel like in flamenco there's this celebration of other women you know kind of like how that woman like stood up and like you know, had her little like, oh yeah, shake yeah. it off. Yeah. You know, like animals, like when we're, when they're like hurt, they shake it off. Like, I feel like yeah. we need to oh. like move, move yeah. things in our body, like move yeah. the emotion, like mm-hmm.
1: the mm-hmm. issues in,
0: are in our tissues. And so I just feel like with dance, like you can move things out of your body mm-hmm. and there's this celebration of other women and or other people just like, oh feel your feelings and like there's this independence in Mm -hmm. flamenco that is really interesting to me too like we don't need to have another partner there Mm -hmm. like maybe we're dancing for them but we're really dancing for ourselves to like get things out and so that independence is really interesting to me and so different in flamenco than some other forms of dance I love Uh, when like things spiral around, like that's kind of the nature of flamenco.
1: (laughs) Oh, but no, the issues in our tissues. I mean, you should patent that. That's, that's amazing.
0: I mean, I've, I've seen it on Instagram and like, (laughs) it's not, it's not my own thing.
1: (laughs) That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in just a side note in Cuba, they say sacudete, which is like, shake it off, like shake Mm. it out, like release it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I feel like, you know, dance in general is like when you, when it's not, when it's like not trying to just retain, stay in this structure and when you just break the egg and you're able to like just, you know, release and express and, and dance with the rhythm. So I feel like flamenco is dancing with the rhythm and the song. You know, I feel like the partner, it's the partner of the, flamen- of the dancer is the song and the rhythm.
0: Ooh, that's cool. Wow, and, I've never thought of that, but that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and 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 divine the divine spirit because mm. I mean, if you do you know ole the word ole, it's it 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 origin it was originally Allah. Mm. So is I see God moving through you, I see that you're touched by the divine like that. Wow, like you were you were just had a moment of being touched by the divine like Allah, and then it mm. got short ole.
0: So, oh, because, like, when people are dancing flamenco, sometimes they'll yeah. say,
1: ole! Exactly. And, it, it, you know, it, it's derived from Allah, which is just basically, like, I, you were you were just touched by the divine. Mm. You know, that was just divine inspiration. So, yeah. Ole! You were a company. You were <laughs> good spirit, you know? So, yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, ole! <laughs> beautiful. Oh, that's so cool to think of. I'm curious, like, just looking at that connection with erotica botanica and herbs that kind of drop us into our senses and into our sensual being and tying that into flamenco like i just feel like you're merging these things in a really beautiful way like they're different parts of your life and but i see them really being as one in many ways i'm curious mm-hmm. if there's anything there you want to touch on like how how did you get interested in herbalism for the divine feminine in that
1: way oh I love that what a nice marrying <laughs> I've yeah I've always kind of been like what how am I going to weave these two completely in my mind you know they felt totally different paths and it's like how do I braid them together and I feel like you know it's like the same thing that that we need to release through dance, we can also, you know, the herbs can facilitate in having that release as well. And in connecting with our, you know, our Kundalini or like our inner power and our, you know, essentially our, like our chi, our you know, like our, our innate expression of our chi.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Let's see, how did I get into the divine feminine? I've always been a very like sensual person. And, you know, since I was like really young, like Mm -hmm. it's just been like very you know and so I guess when I it's almost been I feel like the herbs and the dance have helped me you know heal years of like repressive programming Mm -hmm. like I went to a Catholic school from like preschool all the way to senior high school and it was just a lot of like you know this isn't okay and you need to be like this and and so many like rules and which is beautiful and i'm so grateful for having you know had that structure because then it's like i was able to like have my own breakthrough and you know reconnect with myself without shame mm. and 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 with my sexuality and embrace it and i feel like everybody you know sexual energy is just it's, it's, it's creation it's creative energy. And it's like, we're all here because of sexual energy. And so the less shame and the less like taboo and the more we embrace it and celebrate it and use our herbs to like help move us along in any way that we're like might be stuck. It's just, we're getting closer to experiencing our highest potential here as humans. So
0: mm. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. Beautiful. Yes, it's so true. I mean, I think- when we are connected to our bodies, to our wombs, to our, like, our root chakra, you know, then everything else starts to flow a little bit better. And yeah, we're more in alignment with what we're supposed to be doing on this planet. And so, yeah, that makes sense how it's, it just is comes together. Mm -hmm. I'm curious if there's like a plant that you really enjoy working with in kind of rooting into that sacral space or that kundalini energy and getting into the flow for creative projects or for dance or any a plant that you yeah, oftentimes work with for yourself mm-hmm. or other people
1: yeah I gotta say it's cayenne pepper
0: <gasps> oh fun
1: yeah it just it feels so good I actually when I was so yeah it's just it, it's so good it's so warming and vitalizing and it brings circulation to wherever it's like applied or when you're you know adding it to like a blend or your food it's like it's so versatile and I love it in a lubricant so I saw
0: that in your <laughs> class I was like oh that's fun cinnamon yeah. and cayenne I was like
1: <laughs> yeah I mean i, I my first baby with it, so I mean, I just created like on my bed on my night table. I had like on olive oil infusing, I was infusing cinnamon powder and cayenne powder in olive oil. It was originally for circulation for my legs, you know, to like mm. for like a massage. Mm. And then just like the night we decided to like make our little girl, we I just reached over and I you know incorporated it into the lovemaking, and it was fire like, wow, it, it was like it was like that, like, it was just like a divine flame. And I, it was like, instantly I got pregnant and it just felt so like, like, a, like a turbo, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> a Ferrari, you know, like, I'm just like, you know, hopping into a Ferrari. <laughs> Oh my God.
0: That's such a good story. I love that. Hopping into a Ferrari. As yeah. working with cayenne. That's so cool. It's interesting. The flower essence too is really good. I like bringing in that little like spark of life. Like if people are just kind of have like a dullness and yeah. they're like not, yeah, in their body or yeah. em- empowered or like activated to do stuff like cayenne flower essence is really great at just like rawr, like getting activating people and like waking them up to their their calling or just to being a little more like spicy and engaged in life so that's so fun that that's how your daughter is brought <laughs> into this world how amazing
1: oh my goodness yeah I, I had no idea about the flower essence like i've never worked with it you know i what a great idea yeah, yeah. I feel like the the dullness has become prevalent in our society. And it's like, mm. when I see that, like, I feel like every time mm. I see you, you're just so full of life. And so you bring so much like joy and like appreciation for the moment and like for sharing and being in like, you know, community and like, yeah, just like working together or just, you know, being together. And like, it's like, I feel like you honor the sacred in every interaction you have. And- oh,
0: thank you so much for saying that. I feel so <laughs> much the same with you. I'm just like, whenever oh. I get
1: to work with you, I'm like,
0: ah, Andrea, like, I just feel like you have this excitement and like, yeah, passion and drive for life and energized. And you just bring like a zestiness and excitement to things and and love, just deep love and realness, which I really love. And I can see that in in the way that you mother and work with people as an herbalist and teach and you're holding space for this amazing festival, which I'm so excited about. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that too. Like the festival, like what is that going to look like? I know there's some cool teachers and dancers coming to Boulder. Uh, what's, what's, what's happening? Well, we're
1: bring, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're bringing 11 of the best artists of some of the best artists from Spain. We're bringing them wow. here to Boulder. They're going to, to perform for two, two back-to-back shows, two, two concerts, both. The first concert is a amazing flamenco jazz pianist. His name is Dorantes and he has revolutionized flamenco music because the piano was always like an instrument that was not considered flamenco. Mm-hmm. And he comes from a lineage of flamenco musicians and singers and he integrated the the piano and is now I mean he's world famous now and he's very jazzy very Mm -hmm. like jazz and it's just so beautiful and he's coming with my absolute favorite flamenco dancer pastora galvan who is just a goddess like oh my god the embodiment of like a walking goddess you know in the sense that she she really embraces like the power of her womb and you can see it and 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 like she transmits that and like it's like every single movement comes from her womb
0: Mm, you know
1: that's Mm -hmm. what that's what that's what I feel when I when I watch her and and when I take classes with her and it's just amazing so she's going to be here on April, April 4th Dorantes and and Pastora Galvana the Dairy Arts Center and April fifth is Antonio Canales, who's actually my father-in-law. My my husband comes from a flamenco lineage. Oh, and
0: amazing! That's so <laughs> spicy and fun too. Yeah, I mean that's cool.
1: amazing. Like, yeah, destiny is just wow. Oh. And he's coming with prodigy, like a guitar prodigy. Like he is, he's very, very young in the flamenco scene, like in, young for his age to be such a master of the guitar, and the actually, the show is actually called the guitar sings and so my father-in-law will be dancing Antonio Canales and he, who's also one of the most famous flamenco dancers right now I mean in this like in the last 30 years or so and with their you know musical entourage amazing percussion amazing singers and so and They're also going to be teaching workshops. So, oh,
0: cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's incredible to be coordinating that and getting to talk and connect with all those amazing performers and dancers and bringing that together. That seems like so much work and so exciting, too. Totally.
1: It's, it's, I've been wanting to bring a festival to Boulder for like a decade now. And I was inspired by definitely my husband and I met at a flamenco festival in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is like the capital of flamenco in the United States. And they have, they're on their 36th edition. So we are, we're wanting to bring that fest, like a festival, flamenco festival here and bring, you know, artists like from Spain. So an international festival where, you know, it's not just like from here it's also bringing like from the source Mm. so yeah like an educative portion the performance portion and a human connection like you know enjoyment and like gathering portion because the potential for human connection in these kinds of events is so powerful Mm
0: -hmm. yeah Yeah. absolutely it's so so incredible and just to think of like the way that you started dancing when you were a little girl and this idea of like now meeting your husband who is enmeshed in the flamenco world too it's just so such a cool like I don't know just the way it was like meant to be (laughs) it's divine yeah
1: and like for me the way I feel is it's because I followed my passion like I went to this festival Mm -hmm. like I left Boulder got on a Greyhound and I said I'm going to go to this festival like I was I was waitressing at the Mercury Cafe in Denver and Mm I there was a flamenco show that happened and there were some artists from Albuquerque that came and I said after the show like oh my god like who are you like I've never seen such good flamenco in Boulder and they said we're from Albuquerque New Mexico and I'm like we're basically like we come from the land of flamenco here in the United States and but there's a show, a flamenco festival, starting to, Like in a couple days, like you really should go. And I said, okay. So I got in a greyhound, I went, and I, you know, I did a work trade. I was like helping sell merch in the lobby, and I was able to attend all the shows and take classes with this incredible artist. And Antonio was representing him. They were on tour. He was on tour with that company. He was the, you know, their manager. So we just connected at the festival and actually we you know he was he was we were not in the place to connect at the Mm -hmm. time to to solidify anything so he moved to to back to where he was living in Holland actually and I moved back here and we continued ours. but three years later we reconnected actually through Instagram and then he he moved to Miami where I was living at the time and and then the rest is history.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. I love that story. It's amazing. (laughs) So you have babes, you have two little babes and you're a mom. And I am always, I just love knowing about like mother's journeys, how they hold space for all the unfolding and unwinding and changes and just everything. And, and also like healing the body, postpartum is really interesting to me there was like a book on postpartum healing and it talked about she started taking an african dance class to heal her pelvic core pelvic muscles after yeah. birth yeah. and how dance was the thing that like really helped her muscle tone and helped everything kind of come back into regulation and balance. And so just thinking of like how dance can be so powerful in postpartum. I'm curious like what that has been like for you.
1: Oh yeah. No, definitely. I mean, these 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 dances they have because I feel like because they for so many generations they've been danced and like these movements, they've been like intuitively studied, you know, mm-hmm. like in, in in and and helped heal so many people that it's like when we can tap into that we can heal ourselves and 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 also connect with our own intuitive movements because our body knows like it's like everyone can can heal through dancing and it's just about listening to your body you know Mm -hmm. and and it's also nice when you have the guidance of these like traditions that have been happening for centuries and so you can also follow along through that little path and they they help they help you take you to like that that place of healing and that place of like just re-inhabiting every space in our body I mean I feel like after you give birth I mean you're so just like expanded and like wide open and it's like I feel like the dances that like that can like help bring you back to your body and like just like you know and it's not so much yeah bring you back but also like remind you of that like for lack of a better word, like, you know, your, your inner, like, savageness, you Mm -hmm. know, and Mm -hmm. because you you have to be this, like, nurturing person, and it's, like, we're now full-time, in full-time nurturing mode, and giving to others, so it's, like, what is this, like, like, salvaje, like, this wild part of yourself that is still, you know, that's still alive, and, like, nurturing that, but I also spoke with this woman who, told me like do not wear heels Mm -hmm. for a whole year after giving birth Mm -hmm. because like the inclination something about like the inclination and like the pelvic floor so i i tried to dance as much as possible without my heels for Mm -hmm. a year after giving birth yeah it was hard and like not do so much like stomping Mm -hmm. you know like just embracing other movements more like upper body and more like hips Mm-hmm. and just more grounded which the beauty of flamenco is like it didn't start with heels the heels were an accessory that were brought in later so the women could cre- continue their could carry their own rhythm and weren't dependent on like them the men having bringing the rhythm
0: mm, they have cool. nailed
1: the bottom of the shoes you know
0: mm-hmm. so yeah oh that's but- beautiful that makes so much sense to not wear shoes for dancing and just to focus yeah on like upper body and hips kind of unwinding like focusing on that for the first especially the first year postpartum just for like bringing in movement but mindful and
1: gentle that yeah, and being grounded sorry, with your feet and your feet as well like just the barefoot mm-hmm. the barefoot like mm-hmm. on the ground you know like so it, it has this very african element like
0: mm-hmm.
1: because it's like a lot of like hips and and like you know your just like connecting from the waist down and then, mm-hmm. you know, grounding from the waist down, but then like lifting that up and like, you know, just like connecting upwards as well. So it's like up and down. Like, I feel like that's my filming goes very complete in that sense, but mm. all dances have their, I mean, all traditional dances have like the, they really incorporate the um, the feet and the lower body and the upper body. Upper body yeah.
0: yeah, beautiful. I'm curious, like thinking about postpartum mamas, I'm just, they're always on my mind because I'm yeah. always hoping about, yeah. is there like something that you found in your postpartum journey that felt really helpful or supportive or nourishing or that you wish had been more mm-hmm. present for you?
1: Yeah, honestly, just putting on music and dancing, like twerking felt so mm-hmm. good, just mm-hmm. like Getting in my lower body and like, mm-hmm. like tonifying my pelvic floor and tonifying like my abdomen, but like through joy, mm-hmm. through moments, through like movements that bring me joy and help me release. Because it's like you're not going to be very sexually active postpartum, mm-hmm. but it's really nice to to like even if it's just like undulating a little bit, even if it's just like turning on a candle and like putting some slow music on or some fast music whatever like whatever like wakes that spark up and puts mm-hmm. a smile on your face like that's what I think mm-hmm. is the best postpartum. like mm. you know whatever awakens that like inner fire
0: yeah oh that's so beautiful I love that
1: what else postpartum yeah I would say that
0: yeah I mean I think that's a that's sometimes keeping it simple. I'm noticing like in my classes, I'll always throw like a hundred suggestions at people (laughs) and I'm realizing like, actually I need less and most people like less is more. And so I love that. Just put on a song that you like and dance, like move how you want to move. That's beautiful. Totally. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. As we're wrapping up, I have a couple little bonus questions yes. if that feels good. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious a win that you've had recently. Uh-huh. I've been reading this book The Gap and the Gain and it's just about like whether we're focusing on how far we've come or how far we have to go. And yeah. one idea in the book is just to like think of like each day, like ending the day with like what was a win that I had today and then what would be like a fun win for tomorrow? And so it's just been kind of like this fun little exercise I've been really into and and it's interesting to think of, like, yeah, what is something that feels like has been wonderful in your life lately, or a win mm-hmm. that could be as big or as small as comes whatever comes to mind?
1: Yeah, I would say forming our nonprofit, Boco Flamenco, and mm. you know, which is it stands for Boulder, Colorado, with Boco. Mm-hmm. Flamingo and and then creating the festival. So, I mean, we actually have put it. We have we put it together. We started February like first, so it's been like two months. Wow. Yeah. So we've had like we're, we, have, we have like two months to create it, and mm-hmm. next year we'll have a whole year. But it's just mm-hmm. it felt like it was like ready, set, go. Like this is the opportunity. Like don't miss it. And so it felt like just ju- not. Not not having been like, well, like let's wait till next year so we have a year to plan it. But just being like, I have all the tools right now. Like, why not do it right now? Like, mm-hmm. why not do it now? You know. And the artists were going to be in LA already, so it's like let's just bring them here. Like they're going to be already in the United States. Like let's just bring them here. So, you know, just jumping on on opportunity on that opportunity and and executing and you know having manifested the festival. So. Mm, that, that like huge win, it's lifelong dream, bucket list, like accomplishment.
0: Yes, like, yes, yes. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> celebrating for you. That is a huge win. That's amazing, and I love that. Just that you're using that energy too. It's like that cayenne energy of just like make it happen. Like it's so sudden, and you're like, oh pull together in two months but like boom you're just you're doing it so that's incredible I love that that momentum is really exciting Mm -hmm. beautiful I'm curious something that you're excited about in the year ahead okay I mean I guess the the yeah festival is (laughs)
1: like this yearly thing you know that happens Mm -hmm. I mean it's just like combining like I I love you know, make creating events and creating spaces for people to like have a great time and to con- like to connect with their and with their like that fire, that inner fire. And so it's like fusing that in the flamenco and, you know, doing it every year. And it's like, Boulder, we have a day, a yearly date for connecting yeah. with our inner fire and being inspired by like, you know, this art form. So I'm enriching the culture for, but I'm also excited for my, diving deeper into my erotic botanica line and education and this whole realm of facilitating eroticism and healthy sexuality are healthy. Yeah, exactly. In people, both men and women. And so we're, we're working on our line right now. I'm working on my line. And so that is coming up around the corner as well
0: so exciting. I know people were like raving and so excited about your class Aww. and that you're just such a natural teacher. So I love mm-hmm. that you're going to make things more accessible for people and just sharing that that wisdom and all of those beautiful just ways that you're activating those parts of yourself mm-hmm. and helping share that with other people in a really loving and nourished way. It's really mm-hmm really exciting
1: oh i love that thank you yeah i feel like you know we just need a little bit of a push sometimes like postpartum like Mm -hmm. oh my god it's like it's like a desert down there you know it's like your body does Mm -hmm. not have more kids so it's like we're gonna dry up because we don't want (laughs) don't want to be fertilized again right now our body's like recovering so i've been i really worked on that my wap tea so Mm -hmm. that's something i'm excited also to release in the product line is wap tea what, you know have you heard of wap It's cardi b has like, she has a famous song called wet ass pussy oh yeah oh <laughs> i gave that out in my herbal class and that was so fun and you know it's very everyone you know that i've given it to has had really positive effects i mean it really like catches you off guard you'll be just like brushing your teeth like whoa you know <laughs> so it's like <laughs> it's nice and uh, yeah it's so fun Yeah. And, and men too, with, you know, the erections and, and with their like retaining their chi and it's just, there are things that often don't get spoken about and there shouldn't be any shame around it and around, you know, enhancing our sexual, sexual life and our pleasure. Mm,
0: Yeah. I love that. I know one of the flower essences that I love for that too, is pine often comes to mind for like, releasing feelings of guilt or shame and I always joke like I wish instead of adding fluoride to the water we added pine flower <laughs> essence because then our oh, culture would just be so much more like
1: embodied <laughs> oh, yeah. and like,
0: excited to like be real be who they yeah. are and not be yeah ashamed
1: what a great idea well you know <laughs> County, I mean they might be open that's a really good idea to like but in a way, like, <laughs> if you know, there is so much pine around, you know, it's the true. bodies of water here that, like, hopefully, somehow, it's getting infused.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I love it's that true.
1: And flower essence. Mm-hmm. I'm very- Working now with pine and cayenne flower essence. Thank you. Mm, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you for bringing those ideas to the surface, too. I'm curious, any advice you would have for your younger self or somebody else just getting started in the world of herbalism or dance or movement?
1: Hmm. Definitely like removing the shame, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: just in general, like in your life, in your dance, in your work in like whatever can help you accept every single part of you and accept like your natural blueprint and like who you like your essence mm-hmm. and just celebrate it and not be like not let yourself be be restricted or brought down or kind of like yourself from from expressing yourself 100% is so helpful in working with herbal medicine and in like getting to know yourself and in your dance and definitely like for men and women i want to say learn about your cycle like learn mm-hmm. about the cycle learn about the female you know biological female reproductive cycle mm-hmm. and because it's it's a responsibility for all humans to you know all sexually active humans to to understand like When am I? When when is this person ovulating? When am I ovulating? What does this mean now? And like, all those all those things are so important because it's like the first step to taking back your power Mm -hmm. is to get to know your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so powerful. Yeah, so it's
0: beautiful. Yeah, thank you for that.
1: And it's like International Women's Day. Like, how? Oh, right. (laughs) I love it.
0: I know, so good. Yeah, women are were pretty wonderful
1: yeah i mean Mm. it's such a power to be able to to hold like the capacity to create and to have Mm. this like this potential to create a human being like it's just it's no joke Mm -hmm. yeah and, and, and you know men have daily cycles or biological males have their cycles are with the sun, as I'm sure, you know, and the women, you know, us women, how everyone knows we're with the moon, the the 28 day cycle, men Mm -hmm. have a daily cycle. And so it's, it's, it's beautiful to honor that too.
0: Mm. I I didn't realize that. What is, is there like a way that you would suggest doing that? Like for men versus for women?
1: Yeah. Well, for women, it's like plan accordingly. Like you want to get pregnant, like, like, make love during while you're ovulating and if you if not then just wait five days you know just be mm-hmm. like it's just five days out of the month that you need to be aware of that so it's like if you can be aware of, you can locate those five days and like zone in on when they are you don't have to take anything to like that can that alters the rest of your body and you know and for and and men it's like it's for example just being aware that like they have more libido and more more like sexual energy when the sun is up mm. and it's it's like if they're gonna ejaculate it's better to ejaculate with the sun
0: oh interesting yeah wow that's not know of, that <laughs> That's fun. I mean, I think a lot of times people, you know, are working with like fertility treatments. And so I think that could be something just to be aware of, like know when your cycle is and maybe focus on like that morning window of time and maybe get that little like cayenne cinnamon oil by your bed and just Uh like, yeah, (laughs) warm things up.
1: Totally. And and then, and just being like, assuming your decision, like, you know what, like I want to have fully you know unprotected sex like okay are you ready for the possibility of a pregnancy no then just wait a couple days like or use a condom or you know but like just like totally being like being aware of your power and your sword and knowing how to use it makes the sex so much better you know because Mm. it's like you can fully surrender or you can fully you know or you can you know fully wait or you can fully like just but it's like assume your decision and it's like that To me, is what like really leads to full body orgasms. That and when your glands are nourished, because Mm. a full body orgasm is essentially all the glands in your body being activated at the same time. Like not just a genital orgasm, not just like the testes and the ovaries, but like your pineal gland is involved, your thyroid is involved. Everything's Mm. nourishing all that, getting that oat straw and getting like that those nettles and 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 those adaptogens and really.
0: Oh, I'd love to touch on that a little bit more. Like, how do you nourish the glands, or how do you like support that function?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Trying to limit your cortisol release. Mm. You're yeah. When you're the the hormone when when someone has so much stress in their life, instead of the body using the hormones to become sex hormones, they become it becomes cortisol. So when there's a lot of stress, then it's like all that all that potential sex hormone, you know, cells, they're becoming, they're becoming cortisol.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: It's becoming cortisol. So limiting, limiting, the limiting stress, nourishing, nourishing, you know, nettles and oat straw. Is like, mm-hmm. It's like, it's great, great combination. Nettles. Marshmallow and slippery elm for that wop. Mm-hmm. and then like getting oh, your adaptogens too like that's good you know mm-hmm. that are going to help you I feel like ashwagandha is so beautiful mm-hmm. such a beautiful ally for that I love working with shatavari oh my mm-hmm. god for men and women
0: mm-hmm. yeah I this- really think of it more for women but I that would be beautiful in working with men too I love shatavari and ashwagandha for both for all genders and
1: yes Totally
0: identities just for supporting and that like totally. nervous system yeah. and yeah mm-hmm. flow
1: yeah it's like everybody every human could use some you know adaptogen nourishing and moistening herbs I feel like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah stress dries okay. us out you know mm-hmm. and, and when you're dry you're also you're not grounded because it become more airy and more mm-hmm. like, like vata. more vata yeah so that's super cool what else oh the minerals are so important because the minerals are like they're the spark plugs so it's like the precursor to the hormones so if we don't have the minerals if we're deficient in minerals then we're not even going to be able to produce those hormones too like so really getting those trace minerals is like another way to really nourish and prepare for a full body orgasm
0: Mm, cool I love that (laughs) that's a great tip like nourishing tonic for yeah Fantastic orgasms. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. And lastly, just, oh, I was, I mean, one of my, I was listening to a podcast the other day and the speaker was talking about the frequency that minerals hold. Mm. So, the way, for example, that magnesium holds a frequency of gratitude. Oh, cool. Like when we feel like deficient in gratitude, it's like we're usually magnesium deficient or. Yeah, or like iron holding like this masculinity and this like, when we're deficient in iron, it, there can be like a fear, like a deep-seated fear that we don't know why we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and copper is unconditional love and feminine mineral.
0: Whoa, that's wow, that's so cool. I never knew about those things, but it totally makes sense to me. And so many of those things are supportive of, yeah, reproductive just juiciness and flow and fertility. Mm -hmm. That makes sense.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Thank you. The podcast I heard it on was Freely Rooted and Naisa Nelson was the practitioner that was speaking about the frequency of minerals.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. That's so interesting. I definitely want to dive into that more. So fascinating.
1: Yeah. And also she talks about how like progesterone is this hormone that's so important for like manifesting and getting things to actually happen. Mm -hmm.
0: And so if we're
1: just all estrogen and like progesterone deficient, it's just a bunch of like, I mean, it's just, it's pure expansion and dreaminess and like, you know, but if you don't have the progesterone to like, now let's get it done. And like that faith that like, I can, I can accomplish this and I can like actually materialize all these ideas so it's like the 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 beautiful dance of estrogen and progesterone is like Ooh. powerful
0: wow that's potent yeah i'm yeah. like oh I'm, i want some more progesterone that sounds yeah
1: good. i know right? <laughs> exactly so that, when they're when they're at nine months like of pregnancy they're at the highest level of progesterone in their whole life mm like I mean the the amount of Mm -hmm. progesterone they're producing is like huge Mm -hmm. and so you can tell in like the nesting and like I gotta get this done and like Mm -hmm. also protective like their protectiveness over you know their their baby and like just like it's like the awareness of everything at the same time and like just I don't know it's that energy of like a woman and you know in in this about to give birth and all the things that she they need to like be ready in like the nest and so that's like progesterone Mm
0: -hmm. wow that's (laughs) so powerful that's cool to think of yeah I love that I'm curious any favorite resource or podcast book or anything that you are Mm -hmm. really like excited about lately
1: I've been listening to Carolyn Miss a lot Mm, I don't know her. Oh my God, Carolyn Miss. She created the anatomy of the spirit. She wrote the anatomy of the spirit.
0: Oh, cool.
1: It's an amazing, amazing classic book. It's the first book I actually read about how like the energetics of pathology. Mm. And so, you know, if you have this disorder or this illness, like what does it mean at the root? You know, like not just like essentially what are you not doing or what are you omitting in your life that's like taking you to have this dis-ease in your body you know Mm -hmm. so she just was the first person that integrated and talked, spoke about like how you know when your spirit is unhappy that can that will lead to like illness so you know and correlating like each the pathology of the different chakras too and like yeah so she's an amazing woman and she has a youtube channel carolyn miss Mm -hmm. and she is just She's like the Judge Judy of, like, spirituality, you know? (laughs) She's just, like, she says, like, like with a sword, but, like, it's like she's just, like, channeling, but she's very black and white, and I love that. I feel like we are missing this, like, energy in our society these days, like, just a very opinionated person that's, like, also very, very clean, someone that's, you know, listening to spirit, like, in a very un- unpretentious way mm-hmm. she like really gets herself out of the picture and she's just like channels a message so mm-hmm. I love love to listen to her
0: you know yeah, that I- sounds so refreshing
1: yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So, oh, yeah I love that well Andrea anything else you're feeling like coming to the surface you want to be sure to share yes let me think No, I'm just so grateful to be here, and I want to make sure that knows that there's a workshop. Pastora Galvan, this teacher, this woman that I was talking about, how she deeply embodies her womb and her, her, her body and her femininity, and like her masculine, like this the duality within within herself. She is going to be teaching a workshop at the Dairy Arts Center, April fourth, fifth, and sixth, and all that information is on our website vocalflamenco.org. And just, I really hope that you will definitely be at the show, but everyone listening here in Boulder can make it.
0: Oh, yes. I know. I'm excited to attend. And I know you showed me a video of her dancing and I was, oh my God, I'll yeah. have to add a link to that in the show notes because yeah. she's just captivating. And I loved what you said earlier, but you can just feel her like moving from her womb in all of her motions and the way that she's like flowing in space. It was just like, whoa, yes, I feel that. <laughs>
1: I love that. Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited for the festival. And how can people support you, follow your work, follow the festival? I know there's Instagram is at Boco Flamenco and the website is bocoflamenco.org. Anything else we should know to to support you and the festival.
1: Mm. No, that's it. We're a nonprofit. So we're depending on donations and public funding. So that's, that's there too. Mm -hmm. Um, But if anybody wants to reach out to us, please feel free. Yeah. I run the Instagram, so I'm there. You can message me there or info at Boco Flamenco. Yeah. So I'm just so excited about this and I look forward to like many many years of this festival being here and just for people to transform and like have their own catharsis through Mm. filming so I wish it for everyone (laughs) I love that can't come to the festival like watch these videos online and like see if look locally there's a show or you know listen to Cia's guitar and Camarón de la Isla like I just listened to him all day. Camarón de Leisa is like, he's just, he's like the Jesus Christ of flamenco. So there's (laughs) before Camarón and there's after Camarón. He was like this singer that revolutionized flamenco music and has this, you know, like this voice that's like timeless and is so deep and it just like rips your inside. Like it just like gets you from the inside and like just grabs you. And, you know, if you, just at first it can be a little difficult maybe to get into but like if you really just like feel the rhythm and like how the rhythm plays and how he like flies over the rhythm and then like comes back into the rhythm and it's like wow
0: mm, cool yes Amazing. and the
1: the sync the guitarist that will be at the April 5th at the show is David Arahal D-A-V David Arahal so A-R-A-H-A-L and he is on Apple Music and Spotify and he's just like incredible also so the the flamenco pianist too so I highly recommend you know listening to some flamenco wherever you are oh I love that that's brilliant
0: yeah and I love that there's flamenco piano because yeah I've always associated flamenco with the guitar mostly and singing and violin but flamenco piano sounds incredible too Oh, Andrea, thank you so much for making time. It was just such a treat to chat with you and to hear more about the festival and more about your postpartum time and your class and eroticism in herbalism and bringing in more of that like grounded and healthy sexuality connection to ourselves and our creative expression so thank you so much for being here
1: thank you so much Sarah like thank you for being for doing this and like for creating this platform and giving voice to these kinds of you know topics and creating like a sacred space for this conversation to occur and for all the work you do Thank you, thank you for always being like this encyclopedia like and like wealth of knowledge. Whenever I work with you, it's like such a gift because I can be like Sarah. What do you think about this? <laughs> like, well, what would you do in this case? And you know, amazing. You know, that to be able to to like learn a little bit more about you know your your not your wealth of knowledge and your experiences and what mm-hmm. you know your remedies. So.
0: Oh, thank you for saying that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, again, the feeling is so mutual. I learned so much from you, and it's just so, such a treat to be able to collaborate and work together and share stories and share information together and oh. share
1: space. Yeah, and such an honor to spend some time in the studio.
0: Ooh, wasn't that so fun? Oh, I love Andrea thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being you and doing the work that you do in this world. I hope to see you at the Boco Flamenco Festival this year. Um, Again, that will be in the beginning of April, 4th, 5th, 6th. There are events happening. And be sure to connect with Boco Flamenco on Instagram. You can also connect with Andrea on Instagram. That's at Andrea.isa.bella, and you can connect with me on Instagram at time in the studio podcast or at Sarah Marie Studio. I hope to see you at a cup an upcoming event or workshop. Um, I also have a course on herbalism that will be launching soon. You can follow uh, join my newsletter at www.adazia.com. That's com. That's dot com. Thank you for being here and may our efforts benefit all beings. Olé!